When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Flights of Fantasy, your podcast book club. I am one of your hosts, Anna, and I'm joined today just with Kim because poor Christina has lost her voice. She has laryngitis. (laughs) It's so sad, you guys. It's very sad. (laughs) She sounds like she's crying or about to cry. Every time she talks. But she's not. But so we made the executive decision. We were supposed to be recording a different episode tonight, but we felt like, yeah, let's just Anna and I get on and do like a very quick, very chill, just recently. Keep it light, keep it tight. We're keeping it light and tight tonight, friends. Um, just some books that we have been reading recently. We're gonna have yes, Anna has some own. KU books. I have one KU book, but mine are mostly non-KU. So you're gonna get a little bit of everything tonight a little bit of everything so we're excited because we haven't done one of these in a while where we've done like a book rec episode i know I feel like over the last few months we've all read a lot yeah i can't even cover everything i've read i know anna reads <laughs> so much you guys outside of the podcast i read like a little bit christina i don't know how much she reads she has a much smaller child than us but yeah um, and our kids are in school every day but we have we haven't like recorded an episode since no. I mean, fourth wing, but like, it doesn't really count. Kim and I are similar in that we're, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would describe myself as a mood reader, but I get into a genre. Yes. And then I can't, that's all I want to read. Exactly. So I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's all mafia. <laughs> it's all mafia tonight. And well, mine... I guess it's not all mafia. Technically, a lot of them, some of them are like billionaire contemporary romance. Okay. So it's not mafia. So I, I, okay, I should take that back. There are a couple. Anna likes what she likes and we love that about her and you guys Mm -hmm, love it too because you guys DM us all the time and I have been in my thriller era lately I don't know what is going on that's awesome I just like the fall vibes are really getting to me and I just all I want to read are thrillers and so but I do have like I have a sports romance that I'm so excited for Christina and Anna to eventually get to because it's number three in a series but is it caught up it's caught up I'm so excited for you to talk about this (laughs) It's so, I'm so excited. So good. Like, it's so good. I can't even explain to you. Obviously, I can't say much, but like, yeah, but we'll get there. So I okay. don't think we're doing spoilers on any of these. No spoilers on any of these. Um, We're just going to do Goodreads. Like, we'll read like the summary of the book yeah. and then we'll give like our thoughts and opinions. For sure. And that's it. Just like, just like our other ones. Yeah, other exactly. Episodes. And we will make sure that we list them in the show notes. We will do that. Yes. So don't worry yeah. about like trying to, you know, write them down or anything. They will be in the show notes for you as you're listening to this. So Anna, do you want to start us off? Okay, so I'm just going to touch upon really quickly Megan Quinn's, I think it's her latest book. It came out in August, I believe. It's called The Way I Hate Him, mm-hmm. again, by Megan Quinn. And guys, I I think this will just say everything. I went to go write a review and put this in my, like, Anna's review. Right. And every time I went to go write it, I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to say. Mm. And now we here we are, like, two and a half months after I've read it. Yeah. And I just 
feel the same way. I am very meh about it. Right. And it's unfortunate because Megan, when she hits for us, Mm -hmm. we love her. She makes us laugh, the steam. She's always, generally speaking, I love what she writes. Right. But I also read that, like, I think I talked about that Scottish book. Yes. And I was just, it was just not a hit for me. Yeah, yeah. And same with this one. And I, mm. I mean, it has a lot of good ratings. It's got four stars on Goodreads. Mm. And I don't know. It just didn't work. Didn't I'm work. not even going to read the blurb no. because I don't want to waste the time. No. But there was just something about that dynamic between the two main characters that I honestly don't even remember. Yeah. Like, I don't remember them. They're, they were very unmemorable. Very forgettable, yeah. Very forgettable. And normally with Megan Quinn, I can like still to this day go back and talk about my favorite scenes yeah I couldn't tell you anything except that the guy's a grump that's all I I remember okay and that's fine okay so the way the the way I hate him by Megan Quinn it was a no for me it was a meh (laughs) it was a meh hard pass okay so I do want to talk about a series that I did like okay and it is the Ravaged Castle series by Amanda Richardson she has a ton of books and she also writes under a pseudonym which I is drawing a blank for me right now. Okay. And she writes like a shifter romances under a pseudonym. Oh. Um, so if that's your thing, go look her up. I think I read one. Actually, yes. No, I'm pretty sure Christine and I oh my God. read one together. Like so, oh, I think, yeah, y'all did. Y'all did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shadow Bride or Shadow Queen or something. And it was a classic KU shifter book. <laughs> it's nothing Love to write it. home about, folks. <laughs> but it, it scratches that itch. It does. It does. Um. Okay, so Pray Tell is the first book in the Ravage Castle series. Okay. I wrote a review for this in my Anna's review oh, section. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to read for you my personal, in my own words, okay. like synopsis. Read it, girl. Juliet is receiving her PhD in human sexuality. She makes a pros and cons list for every important decision in her life. Chase, that's our main male character, has always denied his feelings for his best friend's little sister. Ooh. But when Juliet ends up at one of, at one of Chase's famous parties quotes chase realizes he's done ignoring the chemistry the trust was always there but building something more will require testing boundaries oh pat myself on the back for that yeah that was a great Um, review (laughs) so i read this book in like literally one night i couldn't put it down was it the best romance i've ever read no sure it's like a billionaire contemporary romance okay each book in her series seems to follow like a kink and this was primal Uh, play so okay like chase okay his name which is kind of ironic because his name is that is ironic yes it is not a dark romance Okay. It just has a kink level to it. Sure. Um, and like I said, they have grown up knowing each other. So like that trust is there. Sure. She's a PhD. She's not like innocent. She's had sex and okay. stuff. But she, for her human sexuality PhD, mm-hmm. she doesn't feel, I guess she still feels kind of like a lot out there that she hasn't explored for her subject and what she studies mm. and what her PhD like dissertation is in. Got it. And she wants to explore those things mm-hmm. with Chase. So it starts oh. off as like a teach me. Uh-huh. He feels like she's very off limits okay. because it's his best friend's sister. Love that. But they really do have a trust already. Sure. And it's really fun to see because there's not like an enemies to lovers. There is like a bit of like a push and a pull, like okay. I said, because of he she he feels like she's off limits. Okay. But I don't know. It was just a really fun, fast read. Yeah. So I won't read the, like the Goodreads synopsis, 
because I feel like mine covered it. No, your review your review was fantastic. <laughs> but I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. And enough so that like I was waiting for the sequel to come out. Okay. And each book follows one of the Ravage brothers. Oh. Um, and you kind of uncover a little bit about their father in each book. Their father was a complete piece of trash. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure he went to jail. For like embezzlement or something. Oh. I don't remember. Like like the family runs like a business, but they're all trying to come out of their father's shadow because their okay. father was like sent to jail and like ruined the family name. Oh gotcha. and so the um Chase from book one and then Miles from book two are in business together. Okay. So book two is called Mary Lies. Okay. It features Miles and Stella, and I'm gonna read the Goodread synopsis. Perfect. Miles. The idea of seeking a wife to salvage our family's reputation starts as a joke until it spirals into a desperate reality. Before I know it, I'm lying my way into a marriage of convenience with a woman who is everything I'm not. Estelle Devereaux radiates warmth where I'm shrouded in darkness. She exudes vibrant colors while I dwell in shades of gray and irritates me with her maddening cheerfulness. I find myself entranced, watching, and craving. Before I know it, she's not just my wife, but an all-consuming obsession. Stella. Being presented with an opportunity to kickstart my clothing line is a dream come true. The only caveat, I have to stay married to Miles Ravage for a year and sing his praises to anyone who will listen. Bad-tempered, unsmiling, and cold, Miles is exactly the kind of man I loathe. However, beneath the ice, I uncover an enticing complexity, a veiled darkness that lures me in, begging me to discover his secrets. So, okay. like I said, there's a kink in every book. Uh-huh. This kink is voyeurism. Oh. Yeah, this is, and I need to be very clear, the book is not like, neither of these books are super like it's the right amount of spice in my opinion okay with story sure. um so this kind of gives beauty and the beast vibes oh. you learn in book one that their father was an asshole obviously but he also there was a terrible accident in mm. a fight like there was a fire involved in the accident i'm not gonna say what the accident was Uh-oh. it's not like a house fire or anything but okay. there was like a campfire incident uh-huh that should never have happened and miles saves his brother little brother's life by like basically covering his body with himself and so he he has burns like third fourth degree burns all over his like chest his thighs oh he's extremely self-conscious about it the one time he had like a serious girlfriend Mm -hmm. she took one look at him the first time they were intimate and was like disgusted i guess and so he because of that is one of the reasons he developed a voyeurism because he feels like he can't ever be naked in front of another woman he can't like participate yeah yes he's he doesn't feel like he can participate and when he does he like keeps his clothes on it um um, but that's not like the main part, but that's a big part of his story is sure. the fact that he's uncomfortable with his body. Yeah. And Stella is like vibrant and they meet in this like kind of really cute, like meet cute type situation in the prologue. Okay. And they don't see each other for a year. Oh. And it, it, it's it's this great, like she's splashing around in the in a fountain in Paris. Her You learn late, like her grandmother has died. And uh-huh. like one of the things that she wants to do for, for, in her grandmother's name is to like do spontaneous things and be like, wild because she's normally very like kind of structured sure and um so she like strips in the middle of the night and goes dancing in one of the fountains in like a park in paris oh my god he stumbles upon her and she's like like he says she radiates light uh-huh. and he can't like not he's like what are you doing like she's naked in public like yeah. he's not like being a creep about it sure he's, like, sure, um, sure. Yeah. he stumbles upon her yeah and they have this immediate connection and he push you know she pushes his boundaries and he you know 
starts to kind of like he's like this is the first time he's felt something for somebody sure and like it's like kind of like a really like love lust at first sight okay and until things go awry and then they don't see each other for a year until oh. like a happen chance meeting oh he needs to salvage his family's re- reputation and her father runs one of the biggest like philanthropic like companies okay. and so He's his he did. It's not his idea. Okay. It's his it's his father and her father's idea that they like have this kind of marriage. Okay. And they it'll be mutually beneficial to each of them. Okay. So there is like you know of course an an immediate no on both of their accounts and Mm -hmm. then then they get married obviously because it's a marriage of convenience right obviously um and it's I don't know I I really enjoyed it I thought pray tell. Um, I know I've spent more talk, time talking about Mary Lies, but it's because I've read it the most recently. Right. I think Pray Tell in my mind is better in my mind okay. than like Mary Lies, but I still really enjoyed Mary Lies. Okay. I think Miles was very self-deprecating mm-hmm. because of his past. Makes total sense. I don't sure. fault the dude. Right. But it kind of came across like him trying to push her away was, he, he was an asshole. Uh-huh. Like he was purposely building walls and like being an asshole so that she wouldn't get close. Okay. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, he's like doing all this amazing nice stuff for her okay and she doesn't realize it because he doesn't want any credit okay she doesn't um because he remember she has in order to get the money she has to stay married to him for For a year year. he does not want her to have a dime of his father's money because he thinks his father's a piece of trash okay so he's like you know as you can imagine like he's like secretly funding things okay and you know of course there's like third act drama i'm like girlfriend why are you mad at him like like this is like what is going yeah, on yeah what's happening yeah but she, there's also like mental health representation she has severe depression that like sends her kind of she has there are things that she does every day like she goes for a walk every day and mm-hmm. you learn like slowly that's part of like what keeps her feeling mentally healthy and she okay. gets up early and she does certain things and I will say that like when she has kind of these mental health moments that like crisis in the book he is really wonderful and he doesn't push her he's there just the right amount in my opinion sure um and I don't know I really I appreciate the way the author did it Mm -hmm. and I thought that the way he was there for her was the perfect amount okay I, I love guess. that. Yeah. So um, the first one is Pray Tell. The second one is Mary Lies by Amanda Richardson. Got it. These are not dark. There are like mental health things if you want to look up those content warnings, but right. it's not dark. And I'm I'm very interested in the rest of the series. Yeah. I'm curious about there are certain things. I don't know how we're going to, I'm. there's going to be like a priest one and I don't know yeah. how that's going to go. <laughs> Are these on? Because I think I think everybody is getting a book. Wow. He's not a Catholic priest, so like he can get married. Right. Yeah. But um, I'm hella interested. That is going to be interesting. Are these Ku or not Ku? These are all Ku. Perfect. Okay. Cool. Ku and they're not long. I think they're like 350 pages, 370. It's like the perfect amount. That is a perfect. So yeah. Awesome. Um, Those are those are the first two I'm talking about. Kim, you go. Okay. I have. Well, I'll start out with a sports romance that Christine and I actually read and we did not know that the other one was reading it which can I tell you that literally never happens to us because the three of us talk like every single day literally every single day we are texting each other and for some reason we just happened to read it at the same time and she had texted us in the group and been like hey guys I just read this book called The Home Run Proposal and like it's a cute baseball romance like it's nothing like amazing (laughs) and I was like I, I just read that exact same book and I was literally about to text you <laughs> that's guys. That's so funny because normally we love texting each other. I know. Reading. I know. That's so funny. So I will say, and this is on KU. Uh, it's okay. called The Home Run Proposal. It's by Marin Moore. It's book one. In, oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. Marin Moore. She. This is the first book in an 
Orleans University series. Okay. Guess that's the college that they go to. Um, and you know, this is what it is. It is a KU sports romance. I don't even remember the main characters' names. And <laughs> listen, the spice was what we were there for. The story okay. was there one? Not really. Um, <laughs> the plot was not plotting, but the spice was spicing, and that is what is important. I love this. So I will say it's you're cl- speaking my language it's, right now. Yeah, I mean, like you know, it, and it's short. So basically, this is a best friends brother but it's it's the the main female character has a guy best friend and it's her Mm -hmm. older brother that she that like they get together so it's kind of like a different thing usually it's like the guy's little sister like it's like the best friend's little sister is like two guys like being like how dare you that's my sister but this time it's like a girl and the girl is very quirky and weird she has a podcast about aliens which was kind of fun because like i mean you know not the alien thing but more like okay she has a podcast that's cute and you know does the plot matter no i'm not even going to read you the goodreads synopsis <laughs> but listen it was like if you need a sports romance and you've already read all the ones that we have talked about yeah and you're just like i want something super quick that's like really steamy and hot yeah. and the sex is good but like i don't care about the plot this is it and it was cute. It, again, I don't even remember the main character's names. I'll forget I ever read it in like a month. But the spice was good. I was into the spice. Okay. And it's it's short. So like it's not going to take up that much of your time to read. Um, There's like a good, like he stands up for her against like some of these like his mean like friends that think like she's yeah. weird and whatever and there's like a kind of an alpha cool moment there and like there's a really cute ending that kind of reminds me of the movie never been kissed if you remember that 90s oh, movie with drew yeah. barrymore there's a very cute moment at the end um it's a baseball romance which i feel like we don't read a ton of caught up is also a baseball romance actually i feel like they're kind of becoming more popular but yeah i haven't read a baseball romance baseball is like so not my sport i know like but i you know i i'm here for it I can, like i'll tell you that there's not much baseball let me just be, <laughs> let me just be honest with you. There's not much baseball. So you're in luck. I mean, it's more just like I got to go to practice. Okay, I'll see you when you get home from practice. Oh, I have I have to travel for a game, so like call I can I'm on board with that. You know what I mean? It's like call me yeah. when you're in the hotel room and like, you know, we'll FaceTime Aww, and stuff I love that. and like some sexy things happen. So it's more just like that's the sports element of it. Anyways, it's fine. Christina and I actually did a Patreon video where we talked more about it and also her um going to that tessa bailey author event so oh yeah yeah yeah. if you want to hear us talk more about that that is up on our patreon but like it was good it's fine Mm -hmm. so then i dove into um some thrillers and the first one that i read is called none of this is true by lisa jewel lisa jewel is like a very popular mystery thriller author um and this is her latest release i finally Mm -hmm. read something like sort of when it came out which is very exciting. Go Kim. Because it's hard to it's hard to keep up with. Yeah. Um, this is also about a podcast, actually. I feel like books about podcasts are becoming very popular. Um, because this is a, a book about a woman who has a podcast. It's her 45th birthday. She goes out to dinner and she meets her birthday twin. It is a woman who is also turning 45 on that same day, born in the same hospital and everything. Whoa. And this woman's like kind of weird. She's out to dinner with her much older husband, like much, much, much older. And this woman like approaches her in the bathroom and is like, hey, we're birthday twins. And this girl's like, oh, okay. Like happy, happy birthday. Then she weirdly runs into this woman again. And this woman is like, hey, so I listened to your podcast and like, I think you should interview me. Like I am on the precipice of like a big change in my life. And I feel like my story 
because this woman interviews like women and like their journeys okay. and their stories. Okay. But they're like inspirational women who are like sure. have done something like cool and and like inspirational and this woman's just like some random lady. And so at first Alex is the is the podcaster and she's like, "Um, I don't but she doesn't really have anything else to like work on right now, so she's like, "Fine, sure." So she starts interviewing this lady for her podcast and like, okay, I'm just going to read part of the Goodreads synopsis so okay. I don't spoil anything. Um, Josie is the woman that Alex is, is recording this. She's kind of strange. She's again, her husband is like elderly and she's like 45. So it says Josie's life appears to be strange and complicated. And although Alex finds her unsettling, she can't quite resist the temptation to keep making the podcast. Slowly, she starts to realize that Josie has been hiding some very dark secrets. And before she knows it, Josie has finagled her way into Alex's life and into her home. But as quickly as she arrived, Josie disappears. Only then does Alex discover that Josie has left a terrible and terrifying legacy in her wake. And that Alex has become the subject of her own true crime podcast with her life and her family's lives under mortal threat. Who is Josie Fair and what has she done? Ooh, okay. So this is very much a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Very fast paced, very like unsettling. You don't know what's going on. You don't know who to trust. Um, I, I really, it feels weird to say I liked it because these are kind of unsettling, like depre- not, not depressing in that like anything, I mean, crazy happens it's a right, thriller but i mean I, yeah i know what you're saying but it's okay to, it's fun that's why you read it it you is read fun it to like but it yeah, feels weird to be, be like i loved this but for what it is you really enjoyed I it i really enjoyed it i yeah. thought it was really good some people have dm'd us saying like they think lisa jewel is a little bit formulaic and okay. i I've, I've only read a couple of her books i don't think they are but i'm i can see she's written a lot of books so i'm sure that some of the things in her books are a little like repetitive but I thought it was good. I liked it. You know, I feel like there's sometimes a formulaic style of writing for certain genres is okay. I don't know. Sometimes it's comforting. Yeah. Like, you know what to expect. Right. You know? Like, I love reading Scottish Highlander books by the same author because it is, every single book is going to be, is the same. Right. Just different characters and a slight twist. But I love it because it's comforting. Exactly. Exactly. I I felt like the books that I've read by her are pretty different. But again, I haven't read like a ton of her work to say oh yeah, this is just like everything else she's ever written. Right. I thought it was really good. I thought the podcast element was interesting. They have like excerpts from the podcast, like transcripts and stuff from their interviews, like in oh, the book. okay. Like to read, like instead of text messages, it's instead like Instead of text messages, it's like cool. transcripts from the podcast. Cool. Um, so that's kind of a cool element I thought was really interesting. Um, the ending was one of those where you're like, what did I just read? Who is telling the truth? Like, I don't know what to think. Is it like you don't really, is it like left up a bit to the reader? It's left up a bit to the reader which I normally I don't love that I'm a very like I like things tied off with a bow at the end sure. yeah but it does make for a more interesting sure. story to kind of walk away from it being like well now I don't huh. know what to think so oh. I don't know I know I go either way on those I know sometimes I like it sometimes I don't um so that was none of this is true by Lisa Jewell and I have talked about really quick before we bounce back to Anna I have talked about a couple of her other books in on our Patreon, I did a video just me talking about a bunch of the books that I read over the summer while yes, we were taking our break. It's really good, guys. Yeah, I, t- I talked about like, oh my gosh, I don't even know, 10 or 12 books that I read while we were on our summer break from releasing main feed episodes. So if you want more thrillers after this episode and you've like read the ones that I talked about or whatever, go over to our Patreon because I've talked about 
a bunch more on there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just really, really into them, you guys. I don't know. What, I don't know what's <laughs> going on with me. It's funny. I, I, I mean, it's not funny. Like it's, it's just great. I mean, I, I I'm with you. I get hooked on a genre, and I can't. I, I just can't, can't not read it. I can't. Everything else doesn't sound appealing to me. I know. It's so know. crazy. It's okay. like I tried reading Wildfire, and I was like, no, this is not doing it. I need to go back to my dark mafia reads. I like, know. No. We'll be like, you and I especially get into like a genre and we are like, it takes a lot to like, I mean, obviously Iron Flame is about to come out. So we will be reading. We will be reading Iron Flame. Like Iron Flame (laughs) and like CC3 are things that we're like, yeah, we'll put down, we'll put down our thrillers and our mafias. Okay. But besides that, if it's just something that we're like, yeah, we want to read it, but mm, just really want to read. I don't know. We like what we like. That's okay. It is totally okay. Okay. What's next, Anna? I'm okay. I'm excited to talk about this one. (laughs) Because I have so many feelings about oh, it. Oh, yay! But I, okay, well, okay, well, okay. So I talked about Nero by S.J. Tilly yes. in one of our episodes a while ago. I'm not going to talk about it again, but if you are curious about it, I think it was from March, maybe early April that we released that episode. Uh, it's Nero is book one in the Alliance series. Right. Um, I don't know how many books there's going to be. I think at least four, maybe five. Um, there's three out right now. So oh. since I since I since that episode, uh-huh. two more have come out, and I've read them. Okay. So Nero was book one, and um, book two is King. Mm-hmm. So it's technically I don't know it's mafia, although it's not categorized as mafia, and I don't understand why they're called the Alliance, and they're the same thing as the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're just calling why. it something different. We're but... just calling it something. Okay, okay. Um, It is dark romance, but dark in the sense of, um, you know, they unalive people. Okay. Okay, there's not like, you know, this is not hunting Adeline, hunting or haunting Adeline. This is not Zade Meadows. Thank God. I just need to make that very clear. Thank God. Um, Okay, so book two is King by S.J. Tilly. Okay. I'm just going to read the Goodreads synopsis. So (laughs) the first sentence is great. You thought Nero was a red flag. (laughs) I'm going to go out and say I still think Nero's a walking red flag. He's psychotic. Okay. If you listen to my other episode. Um, you thought Nero was a red flag. Okay. So my bad for assuming the guy I was going on a date with wasn't married. And my bad for taking him to a friend's house for dinner. Only to find out that my friend is friends with his is also friends with his wife. (gasps) Confused? So am I. Unsurprisingly, my date's wife is super angry about finding out that her (laughs) husband is cheating, is a cheating asshole. Girl, I get it. (laughs) Then to make matters more convoluted, there is the man sitting next to my date's wife, a man named King, who is apparently her brother and who lives up to his name. Um, And since my date is a two-timing prick, I'm not going to feel bad about drooling all over King in front of him, especially since I'll never see him again. At least I don't plan to. Okay, so I'm going to stop bringing it there. Okay. What ends up happening is there's obviously, it's super awkward. This all happens in like the first chapter. It's hella awkward. It's so awkward. Yes. She leaves her car keys at her cheating boyfriend's apartment. So she tries to sneak oh, no. back to go. She takes an Uber okay. back to his apartment. She like leaves the party immediately, takes an Uber, mm. and she goes to go get car keys. Okay. And this is not a spoiler, guys. This all happens in the first three chapters. Okay. <laughs> um, he gets unalived. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, and she witnesses it. <laughs> okay. And King is like the guy uh-huh. who's unaliving him. Because he cheated, because it was his sister. Oh, his sister, right. And he's like, you don't fuck with my sister and my family. And they were, and that was his sister's husband. Oh and he, you've heard about him in Nero's book. You know he's a piece of shit husband. Okay, got and it. And he's like, 
trash. Okay. So when she, so when um, our leading lady is uh, Savannah. Okay. So when Savannah goes to get her keys and she sees him being unalive, King is like, okay, well, I can't leave you here because you saw me kill some dude. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to come in my car and I'll figure out what to do with you later. I'm going to bring you back to my house. So basically he like kidnaps her, which listeners, listen, it's a mafia book. Like yeah. I, if this is not your thing, don't read it. Right. But it's like King is not an asshole to her. Uh-huh. Like he's in the mafia. Okay. Sure. I mean, he's, you know, she's feisty. She's an, an artist. She's trying to like make it big. Okay. And he basically is like, you have to marry me because that's the only way I know that you won't rat me out or my family. Okay. And she's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm dead serious. Like you're, we're getting married. <laughs> So it's like a, it's like forced marriage, marriage of whatever you want to Why call does she it. say yes? Just because she has no choice? Because like she doesn't have a choice. Okay. Like, he's like locked her up in his house. <laughs> but she's like romance. very into him. I love this. <laughs> it's romance. <laughs> Listen, I'm oh like the God. girls and I who like DM in our like, you know, in our uh, FOF yeah. Instagram. We're all like, this is hilarious. Like we're just like, what are we reading? You're like, yeah, I mean, of course. This is not your Elsie. This is not your Elsie Silver Chestnut Springs. Okay. <laughs> Clearly not. We are far away from that. We are. You think you think this is bad? Girl, I haven't even gotten to book three. Oh my god. Okay. So King and Savannah is book two. Like marriage of, I don't know what you call it. For, it's forced marriage? It's forced I don't marriage. Know. Yeah. She's a, like a painter okay. and um, and it's, she's not like captive in the house. Like she, and she is so turned on by this dude. Like she's very into him. Okay. And like, you know, she has friends. She's not held captive. She, she has her art studio. Okay. He builds her an entire art studio at his house. Oh. Like, you know, yes. Is he a possessive alpha hole, you know, sure. mafia dude? Of course. That's what I'm reading. That's like, what the out the window yeah like, hello yeah you know <laughs> bye bye <laughs> like, i mean my husband is the sweetest man alive like, he is. we read for you know it's fantasy yeah, absolutely absolutely um okay so that's king book two okay. i don't know it's it was just it's exactly what i look for in like a mafia book you know it's a good time it's a good time yeah. so book three is dom by sj tilly dom makes a little cameo in book two because something happens i'm not going to say what because that's a spoiler something happens in book two with Savannah and Dom works is like the head of the Chicago shoot I'm drawing a blank if it's I think it's I don't think it's this Italian mafia I think it's like a Spanish mafia in Chicago oh yeah so Dom is the head of that mafia and he's always he's not a part of the alliance oh but he wants like you know he wants like a connection with them like you know let's merge our families got basically. it got it got it got it um I'm gonna read the quick goodreads on this okay Val or Valentina okay so Val is King's half-sister Okay. Remember, he had a sister. It's not the sister who had the asshole husband. Okay, it's another That's one. his full-blooded sister, and I can't remember her name. But um, Val is the half-sister. Okay. And she's kind of... It's really sad. Like, she's never felt a part of the family, really, because she was... Like, she's the product of an affair. Oh, I'll just yeah. read the synopsis. So, Val. When I was nine, I went to my first funeral. Along with accepting my father's death, I had to accept new and awful truths I wasn't prepared for. When I was 19, I went to my mother's funeral. We weren't close, but with her gone, I became more alone than ever before. Sure, I have a half-brother who runs the Alliance, and yeah, he's given me his protection in the form of a bodyguard and a chauffeur, but I don't have anyone that really knows me, no one to really love me, until I meet him the man in the airport. And when one chance meeting turns into something hotter, something more serious, I let myself believe that maybe he's the one. Maybe this man is the one who will finally save me from my loneliness. The one to give me the family I've always craved. Then Dom, Dom's POV. Okay. The mafia is in my blood. It's what I do. So when that blood is spilled and one funeral turns into three, 
drastic measures need to be taken. And when this battle turns into a war, I'm going to need more men, more power. I'm going to need the alliance. Oh. Remember, he's not a part of the alliance. Right, he, right, 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 right. And there's a war happening in Chicago between f- mafia families, and okay. he needs like more men. Backup, sure. Um, yeah. So Val is like not in a good place. Okay. Like she, we're not in a sorry. She's not in a bad place, but she just she's a little lost. She's yeah. lonely. She's she craves family. She craves a connection that she doesn't really have with King or his sister. Sure. And she's like like she said she's protected by them, but it's it doesn't. They're not like family. Feed really. her. Right. They're not family to her. And she meets Dom at an airport, uh-huh. like a meet cute type situation, and Love they it. have this like torrid, quick yes. kind of love affair. Yes. And then they meet up again in Vegas. Ooh. Um, and there's like a Vegas wedding happens. Basically. Oh. So this is where listeners, I need to preface that Uh-oh. basically every time you think Dom has a red flag, he says, hold my beer. Uh-oh. <laughs> like the man to- keeps topping himself. And I don't know why I kept reading because it is, some of it is like so fucked. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was talking about this book. There was one of, hi Cheryl, if you're listening. Hi Cheryl. Cheryl and I were reading this book together because we were very excited for it when it came out uh-huh. because we loved Nero and King and yes, they're mafia. There's a certain level of like crazy, possessive, weird, yeah. you know, cross the line shit that they do. Yeah. That you just like shrug your shoulders and you go, it's mafia. It's mafia. <laughs> it's a different world. It's like, whatever. Dom does some, I'm not going to say what they are, but even there's, I will say there's one thing in particular Uh that really, really bothered me. Uh And the only reason I kept reading it was because it happened so early on in the book Mm. that like, I was like, I wanted to see how he was going to redeem himself or Uh how he was going to. And amazingly, I mean, I'm sure people are going to be like, Anna, you're so fucking fucked up. But like, it's a book. It's not real life. (laughs) Like, I don't care. They're going to be like, Anna, seek therapy. Um, but go yeah, on. seek therapy. But it's like, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, whatever. It's a mafia book. I know what I'm getting myself into. I sure. signed up for it when I opened the book. Yeah. But even this one, though, there's one thing in it that, like, I really don't think we needed. And I really think she could have mm-hmm. had the same result, but done it differently. Okay. And I don't know why she made that choice. Because it's something you really can't come back from, in my opinion. Oh, I'm But I kept reading. So and Cheryl and I both decided that we were going to ignore this aspect. Okay. And like it didn't happen. Okay. And that was the only way I was able to keep reading. So I need okay. to make that very clear. Got it. I was not okay with it. Okay. The twist, that's not even the twist. That happens early in the book. The twist happens a few chapters later and the twist is very good. I was even like, what? Oh, dumb. How could, like that could, th- this was a good twist. This was a good twist okay. that I was like, oh okay. shoot, this is why, this is what I'm here for. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got that it. That was like a good character plot twist that I loved. Okay. It's just the first thing that was like very icky and uncomfy I didn't like. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. But then like he does other things. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I don't know if I okay, listeners, if you don't want to hear this, just fast forward like yeah. a minute or two. Oh but my god. like well, whatever. Just I'm just tell gonna me. say just it. Just tell me. I'm just gonna say it. Um fast forward if you want to. Um so <laughs> He like asks her how many people they're married. This is like a little bit into the book. Okay. And he's like, How many people have you been with? And she's like, four. And he's like, Okay, cool. <laughs> he sedates her. No. Oh, she has an engagement ring on and she's really mad at him and she throws like this three million dollar ring out the side of, on the highway. It's gone forever. And he's like, if I buy you another ring, will you wear it? And she goes, I'll just throw it out the window. And he's like, cool. So then she wakes up the next day with his name tattooed on her finger. Oh my god, Anna. It's 
says Dom four times because that's how many people she's been with. Oh my god. And then it says like till death do us part. <laughs> and he's she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, you said you would keep throwing the I don't want to keep wasting money on jewelry. And she's like, you t- she's like, how did when did you take me somewhere? And he's like, oh no, I did it myself, but I didn't want you to be in pain. So I just when you took your sleeping pills, I did it. <laughs> so he sedates her. <laughs> yes. So, and listen, if that, if you think that's fucked up, the thing I talked about earlier is worse. <laughs> like, okay, well, this, no. that made me laugh because I was like, of course, you're psychotic. Yeah. Like, you're psycho. Yeah, you need help. Um, you need now help. Now I really want to know what the other thing was. If, if that is like a hilarious giggle moment. That's like, a hilarious <laughs> giggle moment, okay? Because, listen, I think that you, after the first thing, you're just like, well, fuck, I'm just here for the ride, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's when I texted Cheryl and I was like, Dom really said, hold my beer. Like we're, like, we're just, we're, we're leaning into it hard. Yeah. 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 But anyways, so uh, guys, it's, it was not my favorite read because he was, he had like too many red flags that were hard for me to overcome. Sure. But I read it. (laughs) But it was a book that I read. But it was a book that I read. Okay. And honestly, it just, it, it wasn't as good as Nero and King. Okay. And I think because Dom crossed way too many lines. Yeah. I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite. But yeah. Okay. So those are, those are my. That was it. That's, that, those are my dark and twist. That, that's as dark and twisty as my mafia reads will get. The next one I'll talk about after Kim goes is not as bad. Okay. Wow. Well, offline, you're going to tell me what the thing was because now I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it. And oh, I need yeah. to know what happened that was bad enough for you to be like oh shit and listeners if you want to know too because you want to be like i don't think there was a content warning for this oh god please um message me yeah and i'll tell you okay so my next book is called the broken girls by simone st james and um in my patreon video that i did i talked about two books by simone st james that i have read um and i didn't love them that was the haunting of maddie claire and silence of the dead or silence for the dead something like that doesn't matter okay didn't love them they're like airport books you know what i mean uh-huh. like yeah. you have some reason lost your kindle didn't bring a book which would never happen to us and like you're in the airport and you're like yeah i'll buy it you read it on the airplane you leave it on the airplane you're like i don't even care this one <laughs> is one guys this came out forever ago i'm sorry i'm still trying to work my way through like a backlist of just books this came out in 2018 but it's like a haunted asylum that like housed broken girls. So I'm going to read the synopsis. So this takes place in Vermont. Well, there's two timelines, Vermont, but it's all in Vermont. The first place is Vermont in 1950. There's a place Mm -hmm. for the girls whom no one wants. The troublemakers, the illegitimate, the too smart for their own good. It's called Idlewild Hall. And in the small town where it's located, there are rumors that the boarding school is haunted. Mm. Four roommates bond over their whispered fears, their budding friendship blossoming until one of them mysteriously disappears. Okay. Next timeline is fast forward to 2014. As much as she's tried, journalist Fiona Sheridan cannot stop revisiting the events surrounding her older sister's death. 20 years ago, her body was found lying in the overgrown fields near the ruins of Idlewild Hall. And though her sister's boyfriend was tried and convicted of murder, Fiona can't shake the suspicion that something was never right about the case. When Fiona discovers that Idlewild Hall is being restored, she decides to write a story about it. But a shocking discovery during the renovations will link the loss of her sister to secrets that were meant to stay hidden in the past in a voice that won't be silenced. So I am a sucker for like a boarding school, yeah, something remote that's like creepy things are happening. I will tell you that Simone St. James... Every single book of hers has a paranormal aspect to it. 
So if you don't like ghosts, if you don't like spirits, if you don't like all of that type of stuff, her books are not for you. I mean, I can't say every single one, but I've read three and every single one has had ghosts in it. But it's also a lot of them are like historical fiction. So it's like, I really like that aspect of it because I find that very interesting. Yeah. The whole mystery thriller set. The premise sounds very interesting. Very interesting. I don't love the ghost aspect, but like, it's fine. Um, I move past it. It's just not my favorite sure. thing ever to add in. I think, like, I wish if she didn't have that in the 1950s at a boarding school, whatever. I really like this. Was my favorite of the three Simone St. James that I have read so far. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was super interesting. It moved super fast. I read the physical book because I'm a pioneer woman again and I <laughs> flew through it. I mean, it's like so nice, y'all, to read a non-fantasy book that's so short. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's like a little baby novella. Like it's so- How many pages is it? Oh my gosh. It's like, mm, why does it not want to tell me how many pages? It's like 300 something pages, like 350, maybe 400 pages. It's just, which to me just feels after reading books, like, you know, just like 600, 700 page books, like that feels like nothing to me. Yeah. And it just goes so fast because it's a thriller. It's like, and you're not trying to think about world building. There's no like character development. There's no like, it's not like fourth wing where I'm trying to be like, oh, what's no, going of course. on? Yeah, yeah. It's refreshing. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was my favorite of hers that I have read. I liked the I liked the boarding school aspect. I thought it was really interesting. And I know that places like that actually existed back then. Like I absolutely oh, know yes. that they sent women there. They sent girls there. There were girls who like were the product of an affair and like a senator had an affair. And so he had the daughter like sent away and like paid the mother off and was like, Aww. you can't be seen in society. So it's like, right. Some of them were just like regular girls who just, yeah, through no fault of their own. A lot of them were like hysterical which just means like you know what they cry i don't they have emotions they have emotions Um, you know like some of them have like learning disability like adhd that's not what it's called but they're just like little things like that that are not a big deal sure you know i mean you've read a ton of historical fiction like that's why i liked it because i know that these places actually existed and i can picture a place like this very much existing and like the staff that works there is miserable and like nobody wants to be there and these poor girls are just like stuck in this place and they have nobody that like comes and visits them and it's just like kind of a very sad but like very interesting concept to me so i really liked it very spooky there is a ghost do you remember anna as a kid i don't know if you ever did this what you would look in the mirror and say like red rum three oh, times yeah like bloody mary bloody mary yeah okay oh my god it's I'm not bloody mary i get so but scary. there is a ghost there's a ghost a woman who haunts okay. the grounds and they say like this is she's haunted these grounds for years and like people see her yeah so there's like that whole aspect to it as well so i don't know i really liked it i think it's perfect for the fall very spooky vibes very into it that is The Broken Girls by Simone St. James. Um, next book I read that I want to talk about. I'm not really going to talk about it. It's Wildfire by Hannah Grace. Uh, please don't talk about it. I'm I'm very curious to hear your thoughts because... Well, yeah. okay. So Wildfire, you guys, is obviously the sequel to Icebreakers. It's the second book in the Maple Hill series by mm-hmm. Hannah Grace. Um, we all read Icebreakers, really liked it, despite feeling like it was a little bit long. But overall, I would say we we really yeah, enjoyed that it. That was like our biggest complaint. It was like 120 pages too long. Easily. <laughs> if you had cut that, I mean, 10 out of 10. Yeah. So we were so excited for Wildfire. It was one of our like most anticipated like non-fantasy releases of the yes. year. We were super excited. Number one issue, and, and I don't... Somebody did her dirty on this. I don't know if it was her publishing company, her agent. Why they published this book in the fall when it is literally set at it's a summer such a camp? Summer read. It's set at a summer camp the entire 
time, the entire time. Yeah. Why would you publish this book in the fall? It is a perfect summer read. Like they're swimming in the lake, like they're getting a sunburn, they're putting on sunscreen. Like it's a very, very summery. Number one, doesn't make sense to me. Now, if you're not a mood reader, that might not bother you, but it just felt weird. Like I just don't, I don't love that. Number one issue. Kim's number one issue. I mean, it wasn't her, I mean, I don't think the author probably didn't have a say in it. I don't know why she would pick that. I'm sure it was something like the publishing house was like, no, this fits our schedule. But, and Christina read it too. And we both feel the same way. And I, I hate to talk about it because Anna hasn't finished it. Cause I never want to like color someone else's experience of it. You know what I mean? I, I will say like, I, I'm not a mood reader. Mm-hmm. Generally I get hooked on a genre, but I'm not a mood reader. Right. I, I, at least I wouldn't classify myself as that. No, I don't think you are. Um, And so wildfire, like being set in the summer that I DNF'd it. I plan on going back to finish it, but mm. I, I just don't know if it was my mindset, if it was yeah. a combination of my mindset and the setup of the book. Uh-huh. Personally, from what I read, I got about 25. I didn't get like, it's not like I got 10% in. I got like 25% in or something. Okay. And I think for me, what I was not, what was not grabbing me at the moment was some of the dialogue and the way it was written felt kind of, I don't know, like uh, amateurish, like the way that they would talk to each other. Yeah. But then, then the next paragraph, I'd be like, oh, no, no, I like this. I like, like, this is sure. fun. Okay. Yeah. It, it would just kind of like, it kind of like would keep swinging and missing, uh-huh. I guess. Maybe. Right. Totally. I no, I agree. Christine and I both said this. We talked about it in our group text when you were talking about it. Christina, yeah. she finished it and she was like, there's just something about it that I didn't love and I can't put my finger on it and I can't verbalize it. And I feel the exact same way. Like there's just something that didn't work, but I can't tell you what that is. Like there's nothing that stood out. Nothing like happened. Nothing like nothing I could complain about, but it just didn't work. Like icebreakers did. There wasn't that, like there wasn't an Uber scene. Like the sex scenes felt very, I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of spice you read, but like for us, they would be like, (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Like very vanilla. Interesting. Just okay. Like, they were fine. Like they were the the like the sex was fine, but it just was nothing special. It was a scene we've read a thousand times. Like he doesn't. Do, they don't do anything special. They don't do anything that's especially like crazy. Like it's very bland. Like yeah, basic stuff. And then I just felt like I don't know something happened. It just didn't work. Like it just. I I liked it. I will say I gave it like three point. Three and a half, like 3.75 stars on Goodreads. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Okay. I don't know who the next book is going to be about. Oh, I think it's going to be about Henry, which we were all super excited for. I want Henry's okay, book. Okay, but a lot of people have said that they she changes Henry, and I we don't really get any Henry at all, I'm going to tell you. And when we do, he's like hooking up with random girls and then like being like, oh, she was just leaving. Is no. there more than that first scene? No. Than Henry? Because, I mean, he hooked up with one girl in that first. No. Oh, they come the home book. again and he's hooking up with somebody else. And then, like, that that's all they she does with him. And I'm like, what? Huh. What? I don't know. And he yeah. doesn't he doesn't talk. Like, he's not conversing like the Henry from Icebreakers. Like, he's. He seemed a little more uh, blunt. Like. Yeah. Blunt. Um, almost a little more. What's the word I'm looking for? In the, in the beginning of the book, at least, he seemed kind of short mm-hmm. like tempered like he was kind of a little more curt like that's a, the word yeah he was like he was annoyed curt, almost like, yeah he, yeah like he, he was always annoyed um and the henry i feel like in book one was just kind of i mean he obviously has i think he's neurodivergent or uh totally has, like but so I d- there was always a little bit of a disconnect but like he still went in book one in icebreakers to me there was like a kindness yes to him and, and maybe like that's a, like a be... like a sincerity and like a very genuine and i yeah, just since... it just felt weird to me if, if he is the next book that he wasn't in it more and then what 
mm-hmm. what he was doing in it just felt very like what? Yeah, I don't like that we took everybody away that we already fell in yes. love with and moved them to a summer camp. Maybe that's what bugged me. Is like I loved the dynamic between totally. the guys in the house. Same, same. And like they tried to, they tried to like there is funny like the like uh Russ's roommate is really funny and oh yeah, he, Xavier or something. Yeah, or right? whatever his or name is, like Jeremiah funny, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He was funny, and then like there there are like a cast of characters, but we don't know them, and so we don't really yeah. care about them. And so I agree. I think, like, taking them away from everybody that we had just met. Like, I feel like this book should have been, like, book, like, four or five in the series. Where it was, like, we've had all these other characters and we've spent yeah. so much time with the whole cast that we've kind of felt okay moving away. Like, we kind of felt yeah, like yeah, yeah. we've gotten a lot of all Nate and Stassi and everybody. But this was the second book in a series. And, like, you, you gave us one book with all of them and then you're like, oh, bye-bye. Yeah, you're ripping it away from us. I don't know. I thought it was... You know, I, I was a little disappointed. Um, all that to say, your feelings are very valid. Okay. And we were a little bit just kind of let down only because of how much we enjoyed Icebreakers and how it did feel like just a really good sports romance that we all yeah. like really enjoyed reading. So yeah, kind of a bummer. But you know, I like I'm not gonna go into Hopeless by Elsie Silver right now, but I'm gonna just quickly say. I really so because that also came out like the same time as Wildfire. That's right. And I did read Hopeless. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is that would be book, it's book five in the Chestnut Springs series, Bo and Bailey's story. And when I read it and I finished, I was like, oh my god, I really loved it. Uh-huh. And it's almost like a week later, looking back, it's not. I I still love it and I still really enjoyed the story. Okay. But it didn't hit the same way for me that like Cade's book did, Jasper or Theo's book. Right. Because it was very different. Okay. And there was a bit more loneliness mm. on because, or not, lo- but he, he, I felt more isolated. Yeah. Theo, I feel like all the brothers were still involved. Cade, maybe I, I read Cade's book so long ago that maybe Cade's book did felt also felt kind of isolated, but it was also my first book in the series. So I was getting to know it. He has like a kid. So the kid was there. Well, no, he's with his grandpa a He's lot. with the, his grandpa so like, yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, the grandpa's the there grandpa a lot was in the there. story. Mm-hmm. And then Jasper, the grandfather's a big part of the story. Yes. Or the dad, sorry, not the grandfather. The dad is a big part of the story. And for Theo's book, the characters are all involved because it's there's a baby and everything. Yeah. Um. And for Bo and Bailey's, like looking back on it a week later, it did feel a bit more isolated. Okay. Their characters because Bo isolates himself because of his like trauma and stuff from being in the war and everything that happens to him. Right. But I did. I overall, I really enjoyed. Their banter, Bailey and Bo, and I thought Bailey was very funny and like sassy, mm-hmm. and always like shocked Bo with her language and like yeah. thoughts. And um, yeah, Bo was so reserved, uh-huh. and it was kind of funny to see her like make him like spit out his drink and like bring yeah. him out of his shell a bit. Yeah, um, and I I'm a sucker for fake dating, like mm-hmm. sucker for it. Love it, we love it. And so I don't know, I I really I did overall really enjoy it. Um, I, it, there there was just it, it didn't hit the same way that the other ones that I've read in the series did. I guess. Sure. Yeah. But I still really enjoyed it because like I ha- I got I did get like the little glimpses of with all the text messages yeah. and like that she's famous for with her characters and yes. the family group chat group is like, funny. So and funny. The dad is funny. The what we get of him. He's so funny. Yeah. And I mean so I didn't I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't like my favorite of the series. And that's okay. Totally but it was still okay. like I still recommend reading it because if you liked the other books, you're gonna like it. It sure. just might not be and other people might say it's their favorite, and that's right. fine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, no, I started it, and then I just, 
I for some reason the Chestnut Spring series feels very summer to me. I don't know what mm. it is. I just maybe I read a lot of romance in the summer. I mean, we read romance year round, but like, but like I get what you're saying. Like, like summer they're at a, they're type. at a ranch. Like they're it just feels summery to me or like warm weather. And mm-hmm. so I was reading it and then I just like kept feeling this pull of like wanting to read thrillers and I would like get something in from the library and you know how that goes. You have like 21 days. Sure. And so I just like set it aside, not because I wasn't enjoying it. I, I absolutely was. I just kind of felt like I'm not in the right headspace and I don't want to read it in that headspace and then like totally. not enjoy it. Yeah. That's why I put wildfire down. It was totally. similar. I couldn't tell if it was the book or if it was me and my mindset. Right. And where, what I was doing that like weekend. So I was like, I'm not going to read it. I don't want to like taint it. With totally. my, like, mindset right now. Totally. So I get that. Totally. Yeah. Okay. What's next for Anna? Okay. So I've got two more quickly and then I'm done. Perfect. I am going to... Okay. I've got two more. We'll we'll end with my Scottish Highlander. Oh, okay. Okay. So the first one I'm going to talk about is um, Scandalous Games by Simran. Oh. S-I-M-R-A-N. Okay. Scandalous, Scandalous Games. Games. This is not a dark romance. It's contemporary romance. Um, I've never read okay. anything else by the author. I am going to go ahead and preface this. So she, the author is, I, I believe she's Indian. The characters are Indian and, I, and it doesn't explicitly say where it takes place, but I am going to wager, I guess, that it takes place in like a big city in India. That was, it, it's, I think, I don't know if it's just purposely ambiguous. Um, okay. To like, I don't know, maybe to leave it up to the reader to kind of like picture their own city. But that was the vibe sure. I was getting just because of the characters are all Indian and that's a big part of the uh, I wouldn't say it's like a huge part. I actually kind of wish there was a little bit more of a cultural dynamic, but it adds like an added kind of element to the story because there are expectations based on their cultural upbringings, um, Got which it. was interesting. And I, I kind of wish there had been a little bit more. Sure, sure, sure. But um, interesting. the author, I'm, I have not read anything else by her. This just popped okay. up because I saw a reel on Instagram. Oh, love when that happens. I feel like, and I really, and if I am wrong, listeners, I tried to look this up. I could not find her website. I don't know. This is a pseudonym she writes under. Okay. It's KU. There is some weird, almost like language. Right. Because there were certain like idioms, idioms and phrases that were used uh-huh. where it was like one word was switched out for another word. Oh. So I just feel like it needed a better editor. It's on KU. Sure. Like I said, this is her first contemporary yeah. romance. I think she's written another genre and I don't know what that is. I've never read it. Okay. So I just want to like preface that. Got it. Um, okay, okay, so here's the Goodreads summary. Bianca, a fairy tale wedding is every girl's dream, isn't it? Well, not mine. Seven years ago, I locked my dead heart in a cage after it was shattered into pieces. It wasn't a problem until now. Being the eldest daughter, tradition dictates I must marry first, but at 25, a happily ever after is the last thing I'm chasing. So when my little sister drops the bomb she wants to marry, suddenly I have to choose between her future and my freedom until fate collides me with Dash Stern, the man I lost my virginity to when I was 18 and heartbroken, my ex's older stepbrother, and my soon-to-be fake husband, (gasps) Dash. A marriage is a nightmare for a man like me. Make it a fake one, and that's just inviting disaster with open arms. Even if it's to an irresistible woman I secretly desired, Bianca Chopra. Gorgeous, forbidden, my past obsession. When she propositions me for a sham marriage, I say no with a warning to stay away. Like a vixen, she raises the stakes, reawakening the forbidden feelings, and I find myself throwing caution to the wind. She thinks she'll walk away unscathed and it doesn't re- and doesn't realize she made a deal with a monster with a secret that could wreck her entire world. Oh! So this is 
it's not a, like I said it's not a dark romance it's not mafia it's just a contemporary like I don't know billionaire romance got it she has to get married or she she chooses she decides that she's gonna like do a fake marriage so her younger sister can get married her family already thinks that she's like a failure at everything she does and Aww, whatever yeah but she grew up like with a silver spoon in her mouth she's very like wealthy and okay. she's trying to start her own interior design business but her family doesn't think that that's like up to her family's standards they think it's like a silly job okay. blah 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 um she has two best friends and I love like a good girlfriend friendship dynamic yeah. I love when there's like a solid sisterhood yeah and they are they are that like they are there for each other they, like she calls and they are there in a heartbeat yeah yeah um I love Iris that. and Rosalie and I think they're getting their own stories coming oh, up oh fun Dash is her so her childhood or not her childhood sorry her college sweetheart who she was absolutely in love with okay. wanted to marry mm-hmm. and not a spoiler but he cheated on her okay and then when she and she caught him cheating on her mm. and kind of like in her moment of like heartbreak and anger yeah she went to his stepbrother and was like Ooh. she because she's she's a virgin and she kept trying to like I don't know lose her virginity to her you know boyfriend who she was in love with and it just yeah. I don't know I don't know why it wasn't working out but it just wasn't say, happening what, why, but he has no problem yeah cheating, cheating on, on her so she goes and she like goes to her she's always kind of like it's I wouldn't say she didn't have she didn't have a crush on his brother but there was like a situation that happens I'm not going to spoil it. Um he clearly is obsessed with her. Like he is in love with her and he you know wants her but it's his brother's girlfriend. Sure. So when she shows up and he hates his brother and that's a very complicated history I'm not going to get into it. Okay. So when she shows up at his door and she's like crying uh-huh. they have sex. Okay. And then she walks out she like he goes to the bathroom okay. afterwards and she leaves and she doesn't see him again for seven years until seven years yes until wow. this situation she she lives in a new so that was like her oh, college okay. city she left Got and it. she goes back to her hometown and she starts like working and blah 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 okay so seven years fast forward seven years later and that's where our story picks up and okay. she approaches him and there's like a whole setup it's kind of a little bit fast and furious but it is what it is okay and I don't know I don't know why I just I read this book in like two nights Uh and rarely do I think like a 500 page book I always feel like they're too long in a lot of these books like a lot of these like romance genres right I honestly felt like it was the perfect length for the story I didn't feel like it was too long and that's really rare for me to say yeah the only thing I would have changed was the pacing of some of the situations that happened like the third act drama okay I wish it had happened earlier in the third act so we could have spent more time with the groveling and the like it it, is it is it like I talked about earlier in like my mafia reads no no it is something we can get past sure but it is really not cool okay because once you do get the kind of like reconciliation or the like uh them talking finding out everything Mm -hmm. it almost felt like you were robbed like you needed you needed like 40 more pages Mm -hmm. of them coming back together sure because it felt rushed got it but the book itself wasn't too long it was just kind of mispaced got it that makes sense sense. yeah that's the only that's kind of my biggest hang up with the book okay listen no one is more upset about the twist or like the third act drama than I was because I love Dash I thought Dash was like yeah he's got a huge wall up he's very all of that shit that like I don't want in real life. Yeah. But I loved it with him. Love I loved reading it with him. It. And she also is not a doormat. She pushes him. She's not like submissive. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a little play in the bedroom. But sure, like sure, sure. in real life, she pushes back and she's not a doormat and she stands her ground. Okay. And, I, and so I respect her and I love 
him. Sure. If that makes sense. It totally. was like a really, it was like a really, I thought a good dynamic. I would have, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I couldn't put the book down. I, I really enjoyed that. it. I Like I said, the, I was, I, I was disappointing. I wish there had been a better editor. Uh-huh. I wish some of the pacing had changed, especially I would have really, really loved a little bit more of him groveling at the end. Yeah. But I don't know. I just. I love that. I really, this is I really so different it. for you too. Like you don't yeah. really read very many contemporary romances. I don't. And there's, there's the kind of that, I think the reason I probably liked it is because when I read my like mafia books, I love the like alpha hole yeah. trope. Like I, I don't know, that's not really a trope, but I don't know. I like it because I don't want that in my real life. Because exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and he has that, but it's not mafia. There's this, oh gosh, I forgot to mention the steam is so good really so this author she has a way with like the sexual tension build up mm. i rarely i it is so good like Ooh. that was half of the fun for me was reading because they had such they hate each other but mm. like they love each other and sure. they're both trying so hard not to love each other but there's a fake marriage involved got it and it was just so good and there's so here's the it's so like i said the writing was like Eh, kind of weird to me uh-huh. but um I just want to read to you like this is what's weird is her writing was kind of off mm-hmm. but then she would write these beautiful phrase like sentences mm-hmm. or paragraphs mm-hmm. this is like not a spoiler but he whirls around to face me with a ferocious heat in his eyes and I almost stumble back from the power of it the green pupils reminding me of a dark rainy forest seconds away from swallowing you whole instead of running I ache to be swept into them And then like the next page, Dash is talking. He says, what I feel for you isn't something as fickle or simple as jealousy, kitten. It runs far deeper than that in my veins. His gaze turns molten while I burn in those flames. You, my wife, are an obsession I can't tame, an addiction I can't quit, a dream I can't help but chase. Aww. And I'm like, she so like she has all these like weird writing phrases that I'm yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. But then she writes these like really beautiful love professions, and I'm like, and I don't know, I just I just, I just loved, loved it. Loved it. I loved it. I just it. loved it. And I, I love stop. that for you. That is so fun. Um, yeah. So scandalous games, scandalous games by Simran. Book two is I don't know what book two is, but it's it's there's there is a book two coming out. It's gonna be her best friend. And her arranged marriage husband oh. that they hate each other. So I'm very excited about that one. Awesome. The whole the whole series revolves around arranged marriages. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, Again, a... the cultural dynamic. Sure. I think that's super interesting. Um, okay, so the last one I'm going to talk about really, really quickly okay. is um, a Scottish Highlander book called Never Seduce a Scot by Maya Banks. Okay. If you read Scottish Highlander books, you know probably Mary Wine and Maya Banks are like two of the bigger Scottish Highlander got it writers out there. We talked about formulaic. These are formulaic, and I love them, and I'm here for it, and Great. that's why I read them. Um, okay, so Evelyn Armstrong is fiercely loved and protected by her powerful clan, but outsiders consider her, quote, touched. Beautiful with a level, intent gaze, she doesn't speak. No one, not even her family, knows that she cannot hear. Content with her life of seclusion, Evelyn has taught herself to read lips and allows the outside world to view her as daft. But when an arranged marriage into a rival clan makes Graham Montgomery her husband, Evelyn accepts her duty, unprepared for the delights to come. Graham is a rugged warrior with a voice so deep and powerful that his new bride can hear it, and hands and kisses so tender and skilled that he stirs her deepest passion. Oh! So, 
I'm only, the reason I'm talking about this one is it felt very different to me than a lot of the other Scottish Highlander books I read because it was, you know, usually there's like a kidnapped bride yeah, or I don't know, like rival clans and there are rival clans in this one. Yeah. But the fact that like Evelyn couldn't hear, she's deaf. So she wasn't born deaf. She had a accident and she got very, very sick and in when she finally recovered from her illness, she'd been like, a, you know, very sick for like two weeks. Uh-huh. She couldn't hear. Oh. I can't remember her reasoning, but she talks about, she rationalizes why she couldn't tell her family. Oh, oh, they were bearing her off to someone who was horrible. Oh. And she realized that when she woke up and couldn't hear and everybody thought that she lost her marbles, oh. that they weren't going to marry her off anymore and she got to stay with her family. Okay. So she pretends to kind of be... Not she doesn't pretend to be stupid. She yeah. doesn't pretend to actually be like quote daft as they uh-huh. say. Yeah. Um. She just she can't hear, but she reads lips. Okay. So she misses a lot of sentences. A lot of times she's sitting at the table, but she can't hear anything. And sure. if she can't look directly at you, then she doesn't know what's going on. Right. So everybody thinks that she's like quote touched as they say. Okay. Back then, but in reality, she's really smart. She's a, such a loving, like caring person. Uh huh. And. She gets betrothed now to this other guy to like help mend these right. rifts in the clans or whatever. Right. And when she first sees him, she hears his voice because it's so deep. She can't actually like hear what oh. he's saying, but it's like the t- timbre of his voice is so deep and it's really sweet. She like runs up to him and she's like in his face and she like, I think she touches his chest because she can like, it's like one of the first times she can like hear a a person's voice wow everyone's like oh my god like you know yeah. what's wrong with her yeah and she just looks at him and he immediately has like a connection with her uh-huh. and he feels graham is like i don't know i graham was so sweet with her mm-hmm. he's like a rugged warrior but he feels that like you know he's taking advantage of her and he yeah. doesn't want like he doesn't want to consummate the marriage because yeah. in his mind he thinks that she's actually yeah like quote touched and he feels like that's wrong right. for him to like consummate a marriage she can't like consent blah yeah. blah blah Uh, right 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 and so he like doesn't and i can't remember the exact turn of like how it comes comes about but she eventually like tells him she can't write she so she can't even write like what she wants to say she can talk but she hasn't talked in um since her accident she's afraid to talk because she can't hear and so she does she's a she's embarrassed that if she starts talking that like she won't know if she's yelling or being soft or if she's mumbling and she's like so self-conscious so she hasn't spoken in like like three or four years wow and so when she finally speaks it's because something big happens Uh there's like an emergency and Uh and graham gets hurt i think and so she like screams for the first time yeah and that's when he realizes that she can speak and so they have this like talk and she reads his lips and she talks to him and there's this just wonderful dynamic of like her it was just so different and i really feel like actually moved or like touched by one of these like scottish highlander books i read it for like fun and it's like fast paced yeah but it was just really i don't know it's like a beautiful little love affair and that turned into like this wonderful marriage yeah and so sweet like compassion and like true like actual love and care between two people yeah i just i loved it that's so sweet it's called um never seduce a scott by maya banks so if you like historical romances it's not a Regency, but it's, um, it's, I don't know. I just loved it. That's I so couldn't, sweet. I, it was, yeah. 
so sweet is like literally what it was. It I was love just that. Really sweet. And I feel like that is very different from like yeah. I don't. You don't read books like that very often, especially no. in the romance genre. I feel and like there that's... is steam too. Like they all all the Maya Banks books have steam and stuff. Okay. So there is that. It's not like as steamy as the other ones I talked about. Okay. Earlier in the episode, but it it has like it promises the type of like Highlander Maya Banks steam that I love. Well, there you go. So. Awesome. There you go. It has everything. It has everything you need. It has heart yeah. and steam, people. Heart and steam. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. That's I, it for me. Awesome. I have two more super quick. Um, I'm going to okay. end with Caught Up because that was my favorite. Um, yes. Before that, I'm going to talk about a thriller mm, mystery. Um, it is called Wrong Place, Wrong Time by, I never know if it's Jillian or Gillian, but it's with a G. It's like a mystery thriller. It's a mystery thriller. Okay. Um, that's what it is. Um, so I'm just going to read the synopsis quickly because it's hard for these. I don't know. I don't want to say too much. So, okay. This is the synopsis. Can you stop a murder after it's already happened? It is midnight on the morning of Halloween and Jen anxiously waits up for her 18 year old son, Todd, to return home. But worries about his broken curfew transform into something much more dangerous when Todd finally emerges from the darkness. As Jen watches through the window, she sees her funny, seemingly happy teenage son stab a total stranger. She doesn't know who the victim is or why Todd has committed such a devastating act of violence. All she knows is that her life and Todd's have been shattered. After her son is taken into custody, Jen falls asleep. But when she wakes up, it is yesterday. The murder has not happened yet, and there may be a chance to stop it. Each morning when Jen wakes up, she is further back in the past, first weeks, then years before the murder. And Jen realizes that somewhere in the past lies the trigger for Todd's terrible crime. And it is her mission to find it and prevent it from taking place. So this was really interesting because I've never had like a time travel element in a mystery thriller before. So she's trying to stop Todd from murdering someone? So So she's going back in time. She can't figure it out. She doesn't understand what's going on. She's like, the first day she wakes up and she's like... Where is Todd in jail? And her husband's like, no, he's at school. And she's like, he's in jail. Todd, he, oh, Todd is her son. Todd is her son. Like she wakes oh, sorry, up. Sorry, I missed that. Okay. She sorry. wakes up and she's like, oh, we need to get back to the jail. And her husband's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Todd's in jail. He stabbed somebody. And she was like, he, her husband's like, no, that didn't happen. Interesting. She's like going, going crazy. And then she wakes up the next day and she's further back in that. So she just keeps going back in time. And eventually she realizes that she is going back in time because something happened that like triggered this chain of events and it is up to her to figure out what that was and like stop the crime from happening in the future. Wow. Okay. And so, I mean, she goes back like each chapter is like day minus 30, day minus 60, day minus Got 175 it. to like years before she even meets her husband. Why? But it's, there was such this unexpected heart as a mother and there were these moments like she goes back in time and her son's like three it was just like and there was all these quotes about motherhood because of course she feels guilty she's like it's my fault that my son stabbed somebody like it's you know I work too much and I don't pay enough attention to him and like I have failed as a mother because of course as mothers we think like of course it has to be our fault anything our kids do is like our fault and so there's a lot of these like her reliving days and instead of being disconnected from her son she is so happy that he's not in jail that she just like clings to him and they have these like and her son is very much like whoa like what's going on like you never want to talk to me you're never interested in like what I have to say and she like Mm -hmm. almost starts crying because she's like you're right like I wasn't I was so you just get swept up in life and like you just every day is so busy and then she looks up and she's like 
that's how my son feels is that I'm just disconnected. And there was this whole very sweet, like as a mom reading it, you just seeing her relive these moments with her son that she was thought she was never going to see again. And like, he's a little boy and he runs to her and like wants to be held. And her husband's like making me like emotional. I know. And she like goes back my baby. I know. And so she goes back to a day and like her husband's like, he's been up since five. And she's like, go lay down, go lay down. Like I'll take him. And she's like, I never would have said that. Like in this real day that I lived, I didn't say that. I was like, no, I'm exhausted too. Like stay up with me and like, let's deal with him. But she's so like entranced by getting to see your I mean she gets to go back in time and like see her child as a baby and isn't that like what we all wish we could do is like go back for like one day just to like live that time with your kids again and she's just like stares at him and like holds him and that's like she that is the moment when she realizes like it's not my fault you know I love my son and like I know that he loves me and she just learns a lot about like herself and, and relationships uh-huh. and, but there is like the whole mystery element to it. Yeah. And there were some twists and I literally gasped out loud. I literally was like, really? oh, what? Like it, it goes in a way that I was not expecting. I don't know if detective Anna would guess it or not, but you know me, <laughs> I'm flying through the book blind. I'm like, I don't know. I was swept up in the moments with her son and like, so there's a really good mystery element to it. Okay. The time travel thing was like, it just is what it is. She just keeps going back in time. So like, if that's not your cup of tea, I still think people would enjoy it. Even if you're, it's not like the time traveler's wife. Like it's, sure, she's sure. going back in time for a reason and she's trying to figure out like, why am I reliving this day? Cause each day has a purpose. She's reliving each day yeah. for a purpose. And so she's trying to work out clues. Um, yeah. It was just really interesting. It was really different. It was Super different from like the stuff that I usually read. Overall, really liked it. Would recommend. Does she go back? Does she in between going back in time? Does she also go like present day? No. Go see her. She's no. only so going back. Okay. Okay. So she's going and like at first it's slow. It's like the day before and then the day before that and then the day before that and then okay. slowly she starts jumping like weeks further back and then it's months and then it's like a year at a time. How old is her son when he? He's eighteen. So she goes back like the day before she meets her husband. Wow. That's as far as she goes back. And then things kind of devolve. Or or not devolve. Kind of like, yeah, that's kind of like as far as she goes back. But it is super interesting, super unique. The twists were, I thought, really good. And it's not super like dark. Like there's no, it's not super dark, which I enjoyed because you just never know. I know. Yeah. What's the name of it again? It's called Wrong Place, Wrong Time by Gillian McAllister. Last book, best book, save the best for last. Okay, I'm so excited. Caught Up by Liz Tomford. Third book in the Windy City series. You guys, you guys, it is my mission. Help me if you will. If you've read this book, DM Anna on our Instagram <laughs> and do not leave her alone until she reads The Right Move. I know, I, I I can't read. I really want to jump to Caught Up because I'm a sucker for the single dad trope. I know. But I, I don't want to read it because I, I want to go read Right Move first. I want to. I promise you, you will love The Right Move. Like I, if I okay. thought like you wouldn't like it, like no book, I, I trust you book one I trust you skip it it's called mile high skip it it's good not great everyone who has dm'd us has said the exact same thing like it's okay it's fine it's nothing to write home about the right move is so good you will love ryan shay oh, no, i've got it downloaded like right now uh, there so. was someone dming me about it and we i was like freaking out with her because nobody else has like read it and i was just she was like oh my god i love ryan i was like i know it's so good. I talked about it in one, in a previous episode. Not going to talk right, about yeah. it. This is book three. This is follows Kai, and he is a baseball player, and he's a single okay. dad. He is 
very overprotective over his son and he keeps firing nanny after nanny after nanny. And finally his coach is like, fucking enough. My daughter is on a hiatus. She's like a famous baker, like Gordon okay. Ramsay level famous. Wow. But she's like kind of having a burnout moment. She's come home for the summer and he's like, oh great, you have nothing to do. You can't keep a nanny to save your life. The kid seems to like you. You're going to be his nanny. And he's like, mm, absolutely fucking not. No. Um, absolutely. Like he's kind of a little bit neurotic about his son. Like he's just very okay. protective, which like, you know, we love. How old is his son? A baby. He's like 16 okay, months okay. old, but he's an actual, okay. someone DM. He's an actual baby. I did see that DM. You see that DM? Back and back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, he's like an actual baby and not like a genius baby. Like in he's back and He's not like an 18 month old baby putting five sentences, yeah. like five words sentences he says, together. He says dada. That's the only okay. word he says as he should at 15 months old. Okay. Yeah. So he is precious and like, it's different than, than like, uh, Adam because like Kai mm-hmm. is the dad. Yeah. So she becomes the nanny. Her name is Miller and it is just, and at first he is like, not about her, not into it, like very annoyed. Yeah. But you know, sparks are flying, sparks are flying, but she's so cute with his kid and he is so cute. He calls him bug <gasps> when he oh sees God. him. Like I, I, a man and his child, like, I just, it's so hot. It's so hot. And the whole, hello, Theo, like, we are suckers, Adam, like, we can't. The whole team is, like, obsessed with him. And, like, just, it, like, the coach is upset. It was, like, this is all very unrealistic. And it was also, like, Kai was the only one that had a child on the entire team. And what? I'm, like, you guys. Really? Really? Like, that's, that's not true. So, we have a question. I don't know if this is a spoiler, if you can't tell us, but where's Kai's mom? Oh, or he, where's... Yeah, Where's so the, his name? Um, his name is Bug. He calls him Bug. I should know this. I just read it. Um, so like he was a one or like a one night stand or like they hooked up and okay. she got pregnant, didn't tell him. Um, showed up on his doorstep with a six month old baby and was like, I can't do this anymore. Here he is, and like dropped him off to Kai and was like, Bye, and just oh. left. And so Kai has a lot of unresolved kind of trauma around the fact that he like missed the first six months of his son's life. He didn't know he existed. And so he feels really bad about leaving him all the time to go play baseball. Cause it's Got like, it. obviously okay. they have to they travel, travel a lot. So much. And there's a lot yeah. baseball games. Like they have a lot of baseball games as compared Away to like games, a lot of football play. games, right? Like there's, yeah. there's a lot. I don't know a lot about sports, but I do know that. So he's struggling <laughs> with that. And so that's why his coach is like, Miller will travel with us. She'll come with us, with your son. And he's like, that's the only way I'll keep playing because he wants to retire. But he's like, they're all, all the main characters in this book are like, in this series are like wildly good, like insane. Of course, of course. And so, you know, like they're like, no, we can't lose him. We'll do whatever it takes. And so like Miller travels with the team, which again would never happen. Got it. But it is so fucking good. This, this series has the most beautiful balance of like, there's a story, there's character development, there's plot, but there's steam and it's so good it's so so good I have not like this is truly these two books are some of my all-time favorite sports romances like we have ever ever read ever (sighs) okay I'm gonna all right I listen please start the right move I know I know I know I know I will start right move because I want to read caught up and I I I know okay you don't have to read the no, right I move I want first. to read I want to read right move though because everything I've heard about it I love yes. about it and Kai is like very briefly in the right move so like they kind of introduce okay. him um okay. and like and his I son. read fast you read they're super like fast they're like what well the right move is quite long um oh. it was one of those that we felt like remember we talked about like that maybe they're long because yeah, yeah, of yeah. like the word count Oh, yeah. It's like 499 pages. So it is long for like a a sports romance. 
But like it reads super fast and caught up, I feel like is not. Oh no, it is. It's 508 pages. So that is long. I didn't, I, I was like flying through it. Felt like it was a great length. Did not think it was too long. I am telling you guys, like, I don't know who, I'm so sure people are sick of me talking about this series, but it's so good. And the next book is about Kai's younger brother. And that is a Vegas marriage. So. Ooh. All right. All yeah. right. Y'all, it's so good. Like, even if you don't like sports romances, um, I will say there was more, there's more sports in this series. Like, not, not. That's fine. Not like science. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there is like some, but it like feels very well done. Like, it's. it's right. Other than the fact that no other person on the team has a child, which I find just. Which is odd. Which is odd. Um, But. You guys would love it. Like, please, please, please read it. It's so, so good. I can't wait for Christina and Anna to read it. I will pester Anna until she starts it. Don't you worry. I will. I will. So if you're hearing this, check in with Anna on Instagram and be like, Anna, have you started the right move yet? This won't come out for a couple weeks. So like by then she should have finished it. I know. I kept waiting because I wanted to read it after Twisted Crowns, Two Twisted Crowns, but we keep pushing or not we keep pushing, but like we have so much going on that we, ha- we all haven't been able to read it together. And I, I wanted know. it. I wanted Right Move to be my like book hangover cure. I know. But now I'm like, I'm th- I think I'm just going to read it. I think you. And then Caught Up can be maybe my book Caught Up can be cure. your book hangover read. There you there go. go. Okay. <laughs> Friends, that is it. That is all the books that we have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was a little impromptu on our end. So hope you liked it. Um, If you have not joined our Patreon yet, please consider doing so. I will have the link in our show notes. Um, We love all of our patrons so much and we post so much fun content over there. And I know we've talked a lot about this before, but they will be getting a lot of like exclusive CC3 content whenever that comes out. So join us over there and make sure you are following us on Instagram at Fights of Fantasy Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, cheers and happy reading. Cheers, listeners. Bye. Bye.